This is Betsy Jensen, and you are listening to Unstoppable Body and Mind, episode 94, Acute Back Pain. In this podcast, we learn to upgrade our brain and understand the power of our thoughts to heal and to create the results we want in our life. Become the person in control of your healing and make peace with your life. Become unstoppable, body and mind. Hello, my loves. I wanted to talk to you today about a crazy episode of back pain that I had. I called this episode acute back pain, but let's talk first about what I mean by acute. Um, That means that it was new, it was recent, but I think what a lot of people think is that when they have a new pain, that this acute pain means that it is structural. So it was a new pain for me. In fact, I have had back pain before, but probably not for about 10 years. It's been quite a while. So it was new in the sense that it was not normal for me. And I'm going to tell you about it because I think it will be interesting. I try to take myself as a living science experiment when things like this happen. And I think a very common question that I get is that when people get a new pain, they're wondering, is this really a structural thing? Did I damage my body or is this some version of neuroplastic pain? And I tend to think that most of the time it is something neuroplastic, unless, you know, there's like real visible tissue damage, like a broken bone that's poking through or a broken bone or, you know, swelling from a sprain. But we even know that the brain can create swelling with uh, nervous system activation or with emotional type memories. So I would question everything. And this is why I had one client pretty recently that thought that she injured her back doing an exercise. She was doing Pilates and she felt her back start hurting. Now she'd had a fear that something like that might happen, but she came to our group coaching session and was talking about this pain and how she really believed She had torn something, but it wasn't a big deal. She was handling it well. So she was happy of how she was handling it. And I started questioning her on that thought that she had, that she had actually injured something. And so we just did some kind of gentle probing around and questioning. And she started questioning it herself. I could tell she was not fearful about it. She was loving the way she was questioning And she had planned already to play golf that afternoon. So she, before the call, she was thinking she would probably need to cancel that golf because she didn't want to aggravate her injury in air quotes. That's what she thought it was. And, and common knowledge um, that people are often taught is that when you have pain, that that means you should restrict your activity and do less. But she started challenging those beliefs she had. She went golfing that afternoon. In fact, I was even a little surprised that she chose to golf. I wasn't thinking that was a good idea myself. I didn't tell her that, but she felt good about it. And that's the main, you know, she was feeling inspired to do that. She had checked in with her intuition and she went ahead and went and played golf. And she said it actually felt better and her back pain ended. It stopped after she played golf because she had kind of proved to herself that she wasn't damaged. 
One thing Alan Gordon says is that when the brain believes the body is damaged, it responds with pain. So we know that pain signals are created in the brain, these neural pathways of pain. It can feel just like an injury. It can feel like damage. It can feel like an old pain that you've had before, but the brain can produce all of that. And so sometimes when you just start questioning those beliefs, you can create a totally different outcome. You can at least open yourself up to see a different reality that's already there. It's fascinating. So here's my story of acute back pain. It started on a Saturday morning and basically it was in the middle of the night. I started having really bad GI pain. Now that's my normal that I would say is a, is a giveaway for me that I'm having some kind of deeper, maybe emotional issues, my nervous system is not regulated, that I have some kind of GI issues, right? It's painful. And um, this night, well, kind of early morning, I was really feeling that. And then in the morning, once I used the restroom, that pain, the GI pain went away, but my, I had this really bad back pain and it just felt really unstable. It was my, mainly my lower back it felt like internally there was like a bunch of air in there or something. And it felt like the spine was not stable on itself when I would move. And so I would get kind of normal uh, kind of pain that was there uh, pretty consistently. And then I would also have kind of moments of searing pain that, you know, my older version brain of my you know, my previous thoughts and what I would have believed um, would have been something like, you know, I've damaged something because pain this bad must be some indication of damage. But the beliefs that I have now from all of the research in neuroscience and clients that I've worked with, I really started to, um, just from the very beginning, start to question this pain differently than I might've in the past. And here's how it went. I was pretty sure, you know, it was, I, I didn't have much of a question about it being neuroplastic or not. So for me in this situation, that was lucky. I mean, I have developed these beliefs for a long time. Um, so it's easier for me to question that and see through a lens of skepticism when it comes to our brain and our patterns. But um, I knew that I hadn't done anything out of the ordinary. Um, I'm pretty good at knowing what types of things could injure backs or not in reality. And I knew I hadn't done anything like that. So although the pain was searing, was very bad, I didn't have the fear that I had damaged it in any way. So I started from that and I started really trying to assess what emotionally could have been going on for me and really nothing huge came to mind. I had talked to a client the day before about, she asked me if I ever have pain when I go into freeze or the survival states. And I said, no, it's just the GI issues. So you know, I was like, maybe just talking about it and saying I didn't have pain was enough to, you know, kind of subconsciously trigger some pain. The other thing that seemed a little more believable to me was that, um, you know, if I think of the lower back, 
it's often said that has to do with money or with support, having your own back, feeling supported. And so I had, I did have a conversation with someone the night before, just a little get together. I met a new person who has a virtual assistant company, talked about my business and getting a virtual assistant and you know, really got excited about some of the ideas, but then the next morning had this pain. So I thought it was related to that, but, you know, I just, my brain kept trying to figure things out and solve things. So um, for me, one of the first things I did, and, and this is something that you might want to look into and try, but it's not for everyone. So this is really a journey of you tuning into yourself anytime you have pain. Um, I started with taping my back. I have a little video of it on Instagram. And so you can just see where I put on some tape, kinesiology tape, KT tape, and that I knew from my past, I really had a belief that that helps support the muscles. It helps relax the muscles when the muscles are tense and sore, even though I really believed it was from my dysregulated nervous system, my emotions. I also wanted to give myself the support and help myself feel good in any way that I could. That was a net positive. So there's really no downside to my mind to have the tape. And so, and I've had a lot of relief from muscle pain with tape before. So I went ahead and taped my back and stabilized it. And, and then I just got really curious about uh, the patterns. I would really notice, it was very easy for me to notice the times that I would have the searing pain. And so I would, you know, start to kind of gather data in my mind about when that would happen now, for me, I noticed that it was with movement, which I know is a really common thing that people experience um, and that it can really lead to the belief that the movement is causing the pain, right? So then our brain starts to associate like a Pavlovian dog, Pavlov's dogs, that the movement causes pain. We have so many beliefs about movement causing pain. It's very easy to believe that. But I didn't believe that mine actually had any kind of structural problem and that it, I really didn't believe that it related to movement other than, you know, I probably had some beliefs about that. And, and again, my brain was forming these patterns as I watched, it was like gathering data and, you know, what we know from how the brain works, it will also start to produce more of that pain in those expected ways when we have those beliefs. So I was trying to be pretty, um, you know, casually observant, but again, it was pretty severe pain, like to the point that I couldn't get dressed normally. I couldn't just put on my pants. I had to like slide them down on the floor and, you know, maneuver around to grab them. And um, so, so that to say that, you know, it was, it was, it could have been very easy for me to think something structural is going on because there's really some legit, you know, eight out of 10 at times pain. And then I did notice though, that when I would stay pretty still that the pain would go away. And so 
but I also noticed that the times that I really noticed no pain were times that I was either like laying in bed, like watching a show and relaxing or listening to something that I enjoyed or when I was really distracted with coaching. So that was what was interesting is I did have a little bit of coaching to do and I was not at all worried about um, my back pain hurting during the coaching. In fact, I had a workshop that next morning and I was actually looking forward to that workshop because I knew that my mind would be so distracted that I probably wouldn't feel the back pain at all. And that's exactly what happened. But before that, uh, let me tell you a few more things that went through my mind. Um, I noticed I had talked to a client about her relating her back pain to her cycle and her period. And I was going to start my cycle the next day. And so I was like, okay, well, you know, that would kind of make sense that the back pain is occurring around this time, but you have to be so careful because again, you don't want to form these beliefs that your brain will start to create in the future. So I looked at all the other periods every single month for years and years and years, the last 10 years that I've had that I haven't had the pain. So it, I'm convinced it wasn't because of my hormones because I've had those hormones fluctuating every month and not had this severe acute back pain every time. So although it's really easy to kind of extrapolate backwards and that's what our brain will try to do, I was noticing what kind of theories my brain would come up with instinctively. And then I was just really being judiciously uh, um, skeptical of everything that my brain came up with. It was similar with sugar. So I started thinking, you know, a lot of people talk about how their bodies hurt with sugar and I've been, you know, not eating great. And, and then I thought, this is actually normal for me. I've eaten this way for years. Again, I don't have acute back pain regularly. It hasn't happened for years. So I don't think it's from the sugar, even though I have eaten sugar, I'm not going to try to relate that to my back pain because then in the future, when I eat sugar, my body will be primed for pain and preparing for it. So I just noticed the kinds of things that would come up, what kinds of beliefs I would have. Oh, again, back to the period thing, when I started having that, you know, little question in my mind about, could it be related to the hormones and my period and my cycle? I actually remembered that that pain had been very similar to pain that I'd had when I did have pain with my period when I was younger. It was the kind of sensation that I would want to just stretch forward and really stretch my muscles and, and that when I would let go, it would just kind of almost tighten up. And that was some of the sensation that I felt once I made that connection um, with the period. So again, I was just, my brain was constantly going. I, I started to try to notice the tendency to go into flight, which is the survival state of figuring out and fixing things. And so I noticed when I would get urgent about, um, you know, looking something up and you know, cause I was looking up in Louise Hay, what the lower back meant. And then I would journal and then I would stand up and check it, you know, it's like I would meditate and then I would check it. So I, I noticed I was doing that, but I also, again, tried to maintain just more of this calm. This is temporary attitude. 
you know, I'm just curious what's going on here, but I'm being compassionate with myself and loving with myself that this has happened. And again, really what I came to was that I had had that conversation about growing my business and it seemed like my body was kind of in a way saying, you know, this is dangerous. You should stay in the cave. Does this pain mean that I shouldn't do it? Is this a sign from my body that I shouldn't hire a VA, right? That I shouldn't go with this company. So that crossed my mind too. But I really, you know, you have to decide for yourself. I did a lot of introspection. Again, this is a time I just got very, very curious. And if the decision felt like it was fear-based to me, then I know that's more of my, um, my human mind, the monkey mind, the fear, uh, survival state. It's not coming from a calm place and that parasympathetic calm state that I want to be um, making my decisions from. So, so I had that back pain on Sunday. So it started on Saturday. On Sunday, I had my workshop in the morning. And as I predicted, I love my coaching group. I just love them. And so we had a great time talking about the nervous system, my back, you know, maybe had a twinge or two, but I just kind of smiled about it. It didn't stop me at all. You know, not a problem. And then I was scheduled to teach yoga. I just happened to be one of the community teachers that week. And so I actually had the same type of belief that if I would go to yoga and start teaching and get um, distracted and, you know, that's a place that I really tune in for inspiration of what to say. And so I just thought, I bet my back will feel better if I do this class. And I just did a slow, gentle stretching class. I, I participated with the class. I did all the stretches I thought would feel good, you know, just enjoying the hot room and how good it felt to my muscles. And, and I felt better after that. I was better. My back basically was better after that, but the story continues. There's a second part. Um, the next morning I woke up really sick. <laughs> And I also figured out what was going on here too, I think. And I wanted to tell you because in my head, I was feeling pretty calm, right? Like I didn't think that anything major was going on. I hear this all the time from my clients, you know, I don't know why I have this pain. I feel pretty calm, but the fact that I had the pain and then I got sick, which, you know, of course people get sick, that happens, but I didn't think it was a coincidence. I thought it was basically a reflection that my nervous system is a little more dysregulated than normal. And I wanted to, you know, be compassionate with myself about why and figure out why I did have kind of a belief of like, I shouldn't get sick, right? Like if I'm doing this work right, which I should be because I teach it, then I should never get sick. And, um, you know, I had the pain, that was one thing, you know, it, it was interesting, I learned a lot. But then when I got sick, and then when I stayed sick for several days, um, that, you know, I had a lot more criticism of myself of that a lot more frustration with myself about that. And I actually think that probably drug out the sickness a little bit longer because of the resistance that I had to the fact that I was sick. But I think what was going on is, again, something that 
was emotional for me. And then it was also amplified by how I was thinking of it. And here's what it was, is that um, my oldest son, he just finished uh, Marine boot camp. So he graduated, we brought him home. He was home for 10 days. And when he was going back, this all of this pain and all this stuff happened a few days before he needed to go back to report back in for more training. And, you know, we didn't know basically how much would see him over the next four years. Well, three years and nine months now that he's completed boot camp. So there was a lot going on um, emotionally with him. And he had also been sick when he was home. And so a lot of the things that he wanted to do, um, you know, in his 10 days off, he'd kind of been dreaming about all these things he wanted to do. And, and a few of them we didn't do because he wasn't feeling great. And, um, you know, just, it, it was crazy. I didn't even know how it happened. We had all this time and, you know, he never, he wanted to get a massage and he never did. And so I think that, you know, the reason I got so sick, I was so dysregulated is that I was really hurting that he was hurting. Seeing your child struggle with hard things is never easy. And he was starting to question his decision about joining the Marines. He was second guessing himself. He was expressing some regret. And so then I really started blaming myself that he even chose the Marines in the first place that, um, you know, his dad and I got a divorce and maybe if things had been different and his dad had been different and I'd been different, you know, all of these things that I was really, um, taking the, the sadness and the hurt and the, the suffering and pain that was there already and, and making it like a hundred times worse by blaming myself about it and by um, really shaming myself that I didn't spend more time with Strider while he was home and, you know, make sure he did those things that, you know, he hadn't reminded me about, but he had written it in a letter a few weeks ago. And, you know, I was just, my brain was spinning and that's when I got sick. So here's why I wanted to tell you all of this. This kind of stuff happens. <laughs> Dysregulation of the nervous system is going to happen. You can feel like pretty calm on the surface and your body can have a physical manifestation that shows you that there might be something more going on beneath the surface for you to examine, to, to take a little more care with, with yourself, to be more gentle. And the sickness, you know, me not feeling great, like I said, it lasted even longer than I thought it should lasted almost a whole week. But again, I tried to notice the detective for the opposite moments, the times that I felt better than I thought I would, how I could still work. I could still coach no matter what. Once I got on a coaching call, my brain gets distracted enough that I don't feel symptoms. <laughs> That's my story. At least that's what I've noticed. 
Um, so, so I noticed as much as I could those times, you know, detective for the opposite when I did feel good. And then I really just tried to also listen to my body, let myself sleep. Um, I was frustrated by how much I was sleeping, but, um, Hey, I'm on the other side of it now. I think I just have a little bit of a cough, but I feel so much better. I feel like there's this new energy that I've worked through all of that crappy stuff, those old beliefs. I've really noticed the beliefs that weren't serving me from that whole time. Um, especially the way that I was beating myself up about my son and reality, you know, wanting it to be different. So I wanted to share this with you because again, I, it's so common that we will have these things go on with our body. The more we can stay calm and curious, the better chance that we will get through it quicker. So the more we can really look to the emotional side as much or more as that there might be something physically wrong, we think that will serve you better in the long run. Although our tendency is to want to jump right to like, I need to get some help for this. I need to figure out medically what's going on. What if this is damage? Just know that our brain has so many defenses <laughs> to let us know before we've damaged ourselves. And some of these emotional disturbances can be some that we can tune into, that we can catch early, that we can pay attention to with curiosity and love and not fear and not freaking out and amplifying. And we can um, even kind of distract ourselves, move on with our lives. And then after a few days, if say that it is something that you're maybe suspicious that you pulled a muscle or something, but you're not sure, something like that should heal within a few days. You should feel, start feeling quite a bit better at least. So if it is something that you think maybe even is structural, just notice, you know, progressively getting better each day. And if it's not doing something like that, then chances are it has to do with your nervous system being dysregulated, chronic stress, underlying emotions, basically the way your subconscious works. And the more you can address it with curiosity and love, again, the, the greater insight you'll have into yourself, as well as being able to gracefully flow through all of the, the, ups and downs in life, the times that we feel good and the times that we feel pain, because that is all going to happen. And the more we can just accept it and flow with it, the easier it is. Now, if this is something that you would like to work on applying in your life, great news. Alignment Academy is my group coaching program and it is enrolling soon. So please check out my uh, alignment Academy information in the show notes. This is a great chance that you could have to work with me for the next six months to have a community of people with group coaching and individual coaching options. There's going to be so much coaching for you. So much information with my modules and workbook that I've created and again, that sense of community support so that you know you're not alone on this journey. 
and you can learn from those people around you. If this is something that's calling to you to take what you're learning on this podcast and actually apply it into your life. Just like if you were reading a book all about how to ride a bike versus if you actually get on the bike with someone and practice riding it with support. That's what kind of experience you'll have in Alignment Academy versus when you're trying to do it on your own. We just had an Alignment Academy group call this morning. We've uh, been going a couple months, our, this group, and one of the girls Last week, she ran two miles without any pain, and today she ran three and a half miles without any pain. There's other people that are decreasing their pain, increasing their joy in life, having more rest, having more fun, decreasing um, acid reflux and other body symptoms. So it's really a fun group and a fun way for you to have support while you're on this healing journey. All right, you guys have a great week. Bye. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you learned a little bit about your brain today that helps you in your life like it helped me. Please be sure and subscribe and leave a review. And of course, be sure and share this podcast with someone you know that wants an unstoppable body and mind.